Hey everybody, this is Pastor Scott Frazier and I wanted to thank you in advance for taking the time to listen to this message. I pray that it encourages your heart, empowers your mind, and establishes your walk with God, enabling you to be the very best He created you to be. At the end of the message, I'll be telling you how you can connect with us and help us preach this gospel in all the world, all right? Now, take both ears, lean in, and let's go into the service. Hey, hey, guys. I hope you're doing well. I've been away for a little while. Uh, I hope you got a chance to really enjoy the holidays and uh, the presents and uh, the pageantry and that you got to eat enough and uh, fellowship enough and uh, enjoy the New Year's and the festivities. And more importantly, I hope that you are ready to let go of 2018 and embrace 2019 uh, with an energy that you've never had before. I really do. I've preached this often that it doesn't matter if you turn a calendar, doesn't matter if, you know, society tells us that it's a new year. None of that matters if you don't give it permission to be and to become a new you, right? The calendar may say 2019 when it used to say 2018, but if you bring the same choices, habits, you know, fears, doubts, unbeliefs, whatever, then the only thing that would have turned is a calendar. But I pray that you realize that each and every day you get to start something fresh with God. One of the greatest promises he ever gives us is that his mercies are new every morning. I don't have to live on yesterday's grace. I don't have to live on last year's blessing. And I certainly don't have to bring last year's wonders and last year's stress into this year. Because it offers us new possibilities. It offers us new promises. And yeah, it's going to offer us new challenges. But I declare in Jesus' name that you are up for it. I declare that we are up for the challenge. I got a chance to preach a message in our church. And one of the statements that I made, um, it was a simple statement, something that I had heard. Actually, I had heard an older preacher say it years ago, but it came back to my remembrance. And it was something that was so simple, it almost uh, almost has, you know, the potential to be cliche. But I don't want this to be cliche when you hear it, okay? People have come to me uh, lots of times with, you know, Pastor, I'm going through this. Or, Scott, you know, pr- pray for me that I just feel like I'm down to nothing. I feel like I'm at my wit's end. You know, have you ever been that place where you feel like you just didn't have enough you know, financial reserve. You didn't have enough emotional reserve. Just felt like everything was, you know, teetering on the point of not a breakthrough, but a breakdown. But I heard a preacher say this one time, and I want to encourage you with it. The preacher said, when you feel like you're down to nothing, God's usually up to something. Okay, let me say it again. When it looks like, when you feel like you're down to nothing, 
that's usually when God's up to something. Now, first, before I go any further, let me tell you, I am not trying to sell you on positive thinking, uh, rationalizing your problems. I'm not trying to tell you that the glass isn't half empty, it's really half full. I'm not trying to tell you to turn that frown upside down. I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you with not an empty rationalization, but an energizing realization that when it looks like you are absolutely down to nothing, down to the bottom of the barrel, whether it's emotionally, relationally, financially. Hey, it doesn't matter what arena it is. We all know what it's like to feel like we've hit our, you know, rock bottom. We're at our wits end. We're at the end of our rope. But I'm, 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 you know, prophesying to you. Let me do that. Let me decree it over you. Let me say it and say it until you get it. When it looks like and feels like that you're down to nothing, that's when God's up to something. That's why you've got to remember certain things that are meant to be, uh, they're meant to be cornerstones in our faith. The Apostle Paul said that in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. That's why Paul could say, hey, when it comes to my problems, when it comes to my uh, infirmities, he said, I'm not going to grumble about those things. I'm going to glory. That's the word he used. I will glory in my infirmities. It was good for me, the psalmist said, that I was afflicted. Now, it may not be good for us when we're going through it, but most of us who have experienced enough of God's grace, enough of his favor over time, we can usually look in our rearview mirror and honesty compels us to say, I never thought I would make it through that, but God. I never thought I could outlast that problem, but God. I never thought I could get over that loss, but God. Is it fun going through it? Shoot, no, absolutely not. And if you find out a way to make it fun, let me know. You can write the book, I'll finance it. God never promised that it was always that it would always be fun. God never promised that it would always be enjoyable. But he did give us the promise of a strength that would help us endure. Matter of fact, Paul encouraged a son of his. I'm talking about a son in the faith, a son in the gospel. He encouraged one of his uh, protégés, Timothy. He said, hey, when you're going through hardships, endure it. Endure hardships like a good soldier. 
Why is that? Because I promise it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it when you get to the other side. Whatever you're walking through, let me encourage you, there's another side. Whatever 2018 held, and let me just let me just speak from, from my own experience. 2018 was an interesting year for me. It was an interesting year for the people that are close to me, the ones that I've gotten a chance to talk to, because not everything in 2018 was, you know, horrible. Not everything in 2018 was terrible. There were some things in 2018 that were great. Kind of like most years. You know, when you when you come out of a year, you get a chance to reflect. You get a chance to remember. You get a chance to, you know, look back and look again. And I know for myself that 2018, for me, there were trophies and tragedies. There were, you know, high moments and they were really great. They really were. But there were some low moments, and they were, they were really low. And it's good for me to remember both. I love the scripture where Paul says, I know both. I know both. If you meet somebody and 100% of their experience is glorious, mountaintop, answered prayers, always getting a yes, always getting a raise. Their children are always at the top of the list. Uh, you know, sometimes folks like that are hard to relate to. They're hard to they're, they're, they're hard to relate to in the sense that it's hard to identify with that. You know, the people that are always happy, always joyful. You know, yeah, it's envious. I, I promise it is. I envy people like that. But um, the people who have 100% trophy experiences, uh, sometimes, sometimes they're hard to relate to. Sometimes it's hard for us to identify with that. And then you take the pendulum, swing it all the way to the other side, and... I know people, and when they start telling you about what they went through, everything's bad. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Nothing worked. Every prayer was answered no. They Not only did they not get the raise, they lost the job. Um, just, you know, defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat. And it's hard to hang around those people, too. Paul said, I know both. I know what it's like to have a lot, and I know what it's like to have a little. I know what it's like to be joyful, and I know what it's like to be sorrowful. I know what it's like to be on the mountain. I do. But I also know what it's like to be in the valley. And I want to tell you guys something. I want to remind you of this. As wonderful as God is when you're on the mountain, He seems to be even more wonderful when you're in the valley. 
There are aspects, if you will, of God's nature. My dad used to describe truth. He used to describe the nature of God uh, and the picture that he would that he would try to paint for us verbally was he would describe a diamond. And he would say, look at a diamond. It has many different facets. And every time you turn a diamond, because of the different cuts and facets, it reflects light in a different way. So it's almost like you see the diamond in a different way. He said, truth is like that. I think sometimes, I, I, I think God's like that sometimes. I think I see an aspect of God. If I can be as bold as to say it this way, I, I see a face of God when I'm on the mountain. But I see a different facet, a different face. I'm going to say it this way. I see a different side of God's personality when I'm in the valley. Because it's when I'm in the low place that I truly discovers that not only does he know it, but he cares. He not only knows I'm going through it, but he says, I'll walk through it with you. Jesus' words never mean more than when you're in the valley. The words that he said to his disciples, he said, guys, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. He said, Lo, I'm with you always. Things that I used to hear so much growing up that they just became routine. But the more life I experience, the more real they become. That our God Statements like this, our God is a very present help in the time of need. When David said in the 23rd Psalm, he said, Yea, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. I know he's with me on the mountain, but it's not like I cry out to God that much when I'm on the mountain because everything's going great. And we may not want to admit this, but, you know, let's let's be real for just a second. If you're anything like me, I don't pray the same when I'm on the mountaintop. I don't. First of all, I don't pray as much because things are going well. You know, my needs are being met. Church is going good. Work is going good. Everything's running smooth in the in the house. So when everything is running smoothly, sometimes my prayer life <laughs> is on autopilot. But when I find myself going through a rough patch, when I find myself in those dark places, those low places, 
My prayer life amps up. My attention to God's presence is awakened because those are the times that I need him most. I love the fact that we all believe that God will supply our needs, but boy, it's a whole lot more fun to quote that scripture when we don't find ourselves in a place of need. I can remember something my dad said years ago, and I've pondered this quite often. He said, just remember this one point. If God answered every one of our prayers the way we prayed them and when we prayed them, we would systematically remove our need for God. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's one of those wow moments. You need even say it backwards. Wow. <laughs> it's hard to admit, but I got to tell you, I think there's some truth there. I think there's some truth in that statement. If God answered my prayers financially, if God answered my prayers uh, physically, you know, this might sound, uh, you know, this might sound like master of the obvious, but, you know, not trying to insult your intelligence, but just let me go there for a second. I don't pray for healing when I'm well. I don't. I don't pray for provision when I've got enough. I don't pray for restoration when everything is connected. I don't pray for wisdom when I think I have all the answers. So, God's interesting in many, many different ways, but let me just kind of pick one. God is, God is, um, well, let's say it this way. God enjoys being God. First of all, he's good at it and there's none like him. But God knows our frame. He knows you. He knows you best. He created you. He knew you before you were born. And God knows how we are wired. So if you want to plug your name in here, you can. I'm not going to try to assume anything about you, so let me just speak for me. God knows Scott so well that God knows if Scott has everything he needs, he won't pray for me to supply his needs. So it could be that God takes away a few things, not because he's being mean, not because he's punishing us, uh, not because he's, you know, he's not punitive, he's not sinister. 
He's trying to reveal something to us. If God wants to reveal to me that he's enough, he may be willing to walk me through a patch, walk me through a season where I don't have enough. But when I'm down to nothing, that's when I can discover that he's up to something. That's when I can discover that not only is he an awesome God, not only is he a regal king, not only is he Lord of lords, not only is he the righteous judge, but he's a faithful priest. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I've learned more about God's true nature when I was in a low place, more so than in a high place. I learned more about him in the valley. I learned more about his love. I learned more about his compassion. I learned more about his mercy. So when I see things starting to be systematically removed from my life, could it be that God's mad at me? Or could it be that he's moving my trust and my confidence away from having these things so that I can become more reliant on him. Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, we're going to get into it this year, so hang with me, all right? Um, we're going to get into what it means to be the righteousness of God because sometimes we think that being righteous is a list of do's and don'ts and, you know, places you go, things you say, stuff that you don't do anymore, stuff that you don't drink anymore, clothes that you don't wear. I'm not talking about outward righteousness the way, you know, men would view. Righteousness literally means right standing. It means to be right. You ever looked at a friend after an argument or maybe looked at a spouse after you guys went through some things or, or even had to have a, you know, a heart to heart with your child and, you know, maybe you had to discipline or whatever. But once it was all done, have you ever looked at them and, and genuinely asked, hey, are we good? Are we good? We okay? That's what right standing means. And we don't have to ask God. We don't have to wonder, hey, God, are we good? God's already told us, hey, look, you're good with me. You're good with me. You thought I was mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I loved you. You, you wondered if I could really care for you when you weren't at your best. God said, so I allowed some circumstances to maybe get you where you didn't have as much confidence in what you could do and what you could say and what you could produce. God said, but I didn't, I didn't do that to show you how awful you were. God said, I did that to show you how great I am, how awesome I am. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. 
And then he said, and about all these other things, he said, they'll be added unto you. Don't worry about all this other stuff. God says, you seek me and seek me first. This is, I think, gosh, I lose track of time. Um, January the 8th, we're one week into this new year, but it's still considered the first part of the year. So I just wanted to take this time and challenge you. Being the first part of a new year, make up your mind that whatever you do, whatever goals you've set, uh, whatever, whatever dreams you aspire to, whatever plans you've made, make sure that you begin everything the right way, on the right foot, taking the right path, making the right decision. What's the right decision I can make every day? What's the first decision I can make? What's the best thing I can do as far as a reachable and rewardable goal for 2019? Seek first God's kingdom. Make sure that whatever you do, that God is glorified. Make sure that whatever you do, that God is magnified. Because if you will make sure He's magnified. You're going to be edified. The word edified means to be built up. It means, means to be strengthened. You magnify God. And he's going to strengthen you. Seek first the kingdom. Make up your mind with me. It's not about walking away from 2018. Trophies? Yeah. Tragedies, yeah. Good stuff, yeah. Bad stuff, yeah. Whatever. I'm not just walking away from. Matter of fact, I'm not even running away from. I'm walking into a new year. But I'm going to do it differently. It's not going to be just a new year. It's going to be a new you. I promise you. I promise you. You put him first in everything you do. And he promises that he will instruct all things around you to work together for your good. Man, I love you so much. I am so glad you took the time to listen. I'm going to be coming at you through these podcasts. Uh, I'm going to come more frequently. They're not going to last as long. You can listen to this when you're, you know, when you're driving to work. You can listen to these in your study time. Uh, and I encourage you, anytime you hear me say, the Bible said, or Jesus said, or I remember Paul saying, press pause Get your Bible out. Look up the scripture. See if it really is in your Bible. I, I believe if it's in mine, it's going to be in yours. Check these things out for yourself. But whatever you do, make sure you put him first. Make sure you walk into this new year 
with more than just pipe dreams, but walk in with planned decisions. Not pipe dreams, but planned decisions. I'm going to be coming at you more. I'm going to cut these things short. So, like I said, listen to it when you're studying. Listen to them when you're driving. Listen to them on the treadmill. Listen to them when you're doing your power walk. Uh, listen to them as a family, whatever. But get this, get this word down inside of you. Let these words play over and over in your mind. Say with me, like the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. If I'm in a low place, I'll find him in the low place. If I'm in a hard place, I'll find him in the hard place. And when God brings you up and out, when God carries you through those tragic situations, trust me, when your tragedy becomes your trophy, you're going to have a joy that's unspeakable. And you're going to have a peace that passes understanding. And I pray that for you in 2019. In Jesus' name. Let me pray over you right now, okay? Father, thank you, Lord, for every person that has listened to me. Thank you, Father, that you give us exactly what we need, exactly when we need to hear it. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us always. Thank you that you never leave us. You never forsake us. All we have to do is look for you, for you're always there. And as we move into this new year, may we determine that this will be our finest year. This will be our finest hour. These will be our defining moments. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, I'm going to play a little something right now. It's going to tell you how you can stay connected, how you can help uh, support this ministry. But I want you to pray for us. I want you to stand with us. And I want you to tell somebody, okay? Listen in. Let's get this. Let's get this moving, all right? Let's move with intention in everything we do. I'll be back real soon, okay? All right, look for the notification, and God bless. Make sure you remember, make sure you remember that God is for you. Well, I sincerely hope you were blessed by the word today. And I pray something, something that was said would challenge you and give you the courage to reach for the change you desire. Guys, we really do want to connect, okay? So I want you to go and follow us on Facebook, New Covenant Christian Church in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. You can follow me on Facebook, Pastor Scott Frazier. You can check us out on YouTube, NC3 Wilkesboro. And I want you to go to our website, okay? nc3wilkesboro.com that's nc3wilkesboro.com and there you can get messages like these and others and sort of keep up with what we're doing and if the Lord lays it upon your heart 
You can download the giving app and you can sow a seed. You can make an investment into our ministry because we know we can't do it without friends and partners like you. We thank you so, so much. And now I want to pray in Jesus' name that heaven's blessings be upon you. I pray that your best day is in front of you. And I pray the presence and the power of God always be with you. Don't ever forget the one that knows you best loves you most. See you next time.